name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New England Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So before we get into some, you know, Saints news and a preview of Saints versus Vikings, I just want to say, you know, thank you to the Who Dat um, in NYC podcast for having me on, you know, his podcast on, I believe, Tuesday, right after the Eli Apple uh, news dropped. You know, we did a preview of the uh, Saints Vikings game. We also did a recap of Saints Ravens, and then you know, just you know, we talked about the Eli Apple trade, you know, all the analysis there. You know, he just does a great job. He has a lot of great takes. I mean, just all his episodes are really, really good, but I just like one particular episode. Obviously, check out the one I am in. Obviously, I feel like that was a good episode, but also, you know, check out the one where he talks about how Drew Brees is up there for the GO conversation. To me, he just dropped straight facts in that episode, and he does a really, really good job explaining and giving Brees the argument, because, you know, a lot of people don't think Brees is the GOAT, and I think he does a really good job to illustrate why, you know, there's an argument for him being the great of all time, but you know, I just feel like Chris does a great job on there. I think you should all check out the Huda NYC podcast. And now, you know, also if you like our podcast um, and you haven't followed us already, you can follow us on Twitter at the Huda This on Instagram at Houdat Discussion. Also, you, know, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, our iTunes channel, our Google Play channel, our Spotify channel, you know, whatever you listen to on there. Just, you know, please check it out. You know, we're growing at, to me, a pretty good, you know, rate right now. Our last couple episodes have been, you know, a lot of people have been listening. And that's just, to me, you know, it's amazing just to know that, you know, Saints fans are watching our last, you know, episode. Look, I don't really want to talk about this much, but our last episode just did really, really great. And I just want to, I'm happy that a lot of Saints fans are listening. Obviously, we're doing well. And, you know, I just want to share it with a lot of other people. And I think, you know, right now, if, if I can share this journey with all these Saints fans, it's just a dream come true right now. And I just, it's just great. So, I mean, with all that said, I think we should get right into some Saints news. And, you know, there's just one big piece of Saints news, you know, that's really going to take up most of our news segment. And that it's going to be the Saints traded for, you know, cornerback Eli Apple from the New York Giants for a fourth rounder and a seventh rounder. So I did talk about it on the Huda NYC podcast as well. So, you know, you can check that out if you want another, you know, um, viewpoint there, but I feel like looking at him, you know, he's looking at his stats, I mean, this year he has 23 tackles, 5 pass deflections, he doesn't have any picks, he has a forced fumble, he did miss 2 weeks, so he's only played about 4 or 5 weeks, so that means he's about a pass deflection a game, and that's, I mean, look, he's a pretty good defender, you know, he's had a bad year last year, his first year he was good, you know, very, very good, um, he can play both the slot and the outside, it seems like the Saints are going to play him on the outside, at first I thought he was going to play the slot for us, but now it looks like he will play the outside, just looking at it, I feel like he could be a really, really big piece to our team, you know, especially going down the stretch and you know, getting our defense to be where it needs to be. I mean, looking at it, you know, Crawley has regressed, and that's nothing else we can say. I and mean, we, you know, Eli Apple's gonna be better than him. You know, we know that, I think, coming into it, especially what Eli Apple's been playing. And I think, you know, his big issues, I mean, look, he doesn't turn his head always, that's obviously a big issue. But then you know, really looking at his issues is, you know, commitment-wise, you know, he's taken off plays, he hasn't been able to really, you know, pull in full gear in the last couple years because the Giants haven't been good. Landon Collins called him a cancer. You know, this is just not good stuff coming from him, but I think that's going to all change when he plays with, you know, Marshall and Latimer will play with in college opposite of him. So they've already played together. They have a lot of chemistry there. He's also played with Von Bell before. And then, you know, Kirk Coleman also from Ohio State. That's obviously, you know, big pluses there. He's playing with a lot of Ohio State players. That's really good for him. And I feel it's going to be good for his morale. And it's going to make him play his best. And that's why I think he's going to succeed the most. I think Dennis Allen will put him in better places. I think they'll, we have better coaching than them too. So I think we'll coach him up to be the best cornerback 
that he can be. And I think he has a ton of talent. He's a first round talent. He's top ten talent. You know, he's in a draft. You know, he's picked top ten. And I think that he has top ten talent. And I think I think he's going to show it as a scene. I think he's going to be a really good pickup here. We only gave up a fourth and a seventh. That's nothing. So you know, obviously it's a risk, you know high risk, high reward, low risk. Excuse me. And I really feel like he can you know fit the places where we need to fit. Sean Payton said he may play this week, may not. Um, I think I saw a report that saying that you know they're leaning towards playing him a little bit. We'll see. I think he should be starting in their game one. See how he does in man. I think we can go back to man with Apple and just see what we can do here. I think we're playing too much zone. I think some of the schemes that um, Dennis Allen has put up have not been the best, and I think we're gonna have to get better at that point. Too much you know zone. We're dropping back so far, only having two men you know rush the passer. That's just not. It's not gonna work. I mean, especially against the good teams. You know, we're playing good team this week against the Vikings, and then we also have to play the Rams. And I feel like you know to win, and I. Feel feel like to could be consistent, especially in the playoffs, we're going to have to play more man and get it done there. I think Lattimore can get it done. Now it's really up to, you know, who's ever that second quarterback going to be. I really hope I know Eli Apple can be that person, but I think, you know, it's still up to, you know, question. I think I think Eli Apple will be better at especially the motivation part. And when he's motivated, he's played really, really good. So I feel like he can be a big pickup for us. I mean, other things that, you know, he does really well. I think he plays a man really well, but he also plays in zone. He's also really young, so he's got a lot to learn. And I feel like that can really help, you know, himself and just, you know, everyone around him. They're all pretty young. They can all learn together. And, you know, through the year, they get better, better, better for the playoffs. I think that would be really, really big there and you know just another thing with apple i mean he also has some pretty and look the, besides turning his head he has a pretty good technique um but he doesn't really catch a lot of picks i think that's kind of a big thing he's only had one pick in his career which is you know about two and a half years now so i mean also contract not that high either you know i think only we owe him a million this year and only two million next year so you know you'll take that you know he fits right in we didn't actually have to restructure anyone and i think we could actually you know i think we could ahead of the trade deadline i think we can be you know a little more aggressive maybe not on the defense maybe an offensive piece. I think we'll see with that. If this is our only move, I think that's a successful trade deadline, but I think we will see here. I was surprised by this move because, um, you know, usually Mickey Loomis doesn't make any um, moves, excuse me. Um, you know, so I feel like, you know, coming in, it was a good move, successful move, and we'll see what happens. You know, if he does not play good, I mean, we only have a fourth rounder. It's not that big of a deal there. So now onto our second slot of news. I mean, obviously, a much more minor piece, but, you know, the Saints signed offensive guard Chaz Green and, you know, Joshua Rebus was put on. IR. Jocelyn Reeves played really, really good, you know, with Andrews Pete out. I'm hoping Andrews Pete is now healthy, you know, and he can play a really good left guard because he's a really good left guard. So if he can play up to his potential, he will be strong there. And, you know, I think Chaz Green, you know, he played for the Cowboys before. He wasn't awful. He gives us good depth, you know, just in case we need another backup. But I would play Cameron Tom instead of Cameron Tom played very, very good. And I think, you know, I think this week, especially if there's an injury, I think Tom will step in there. I think Green can be better than Tom in the future, but I think for one game, I feel like, you know, um, it seems like Tom's the better player there. Um, you know, I feel like our offensive line has been really, really strong. Our depth has been really good. We played another good, you know, defensive line this week, so I think we'll see what happens. But I think we are in good shape, you know, just with our whole offensive line, the state of our offensive line there. Now on to our Saints-Vikings preview. You know, we'll do like we do every week. We'll first do the notes, then our storylines, and then our position preview. Um, you know, again, we, we talked a little about this on the Huda and NYC podcast. So, you know, if you want to check that out, definitely do that. Get more viewpoints. But, 
I'm going to give some notes here and just I feel like this could be, you know, it, there's a lot of storylines coming into this game. First, obviously, we'll start with the notes, but, you know, there's a lot of things to go down. Sunday night, Sunday night for a reason. A lot of people are going to want to see it and it should be a very entertaining game. But some notes here, um, you know, Minnesota, you know, they are favored in this game, one point favorite. And, you know, the Saints only have a 44% chance to win looking at the matchup predictor by ESPN. You know, so and a lot, a lot of people are picking the Saints in this game. Um, very few I've seen so far. So, I mean, I guess we're an underdog in this game, but I think it will be a very, very tight game there. I mean, obviously, coming back, this can be a redemption game for the Minnesota Miracle. Um, I believe whatever, how much time it was, about 30 seconds. I mean, I want to get that play out of my memory. Obviously, Stefan Diggs makes a play. Marcus Williams misses the tackle there. I'm not going to go into talking about that, but, um, you know, that that's what happened. If anyone doesn't know, I believe everyone knows, but we're going to look to you know, get over that. And I think Mark, Marcus Williams got a big game this one. I think he's going to have his signature game of 2018. I really do. Um, we'll obviously get into it a little later, but I think he's going to be very, very good there. And I think the whole scenes team is going to be motivated to get this win. I feel like they don't think there's a redemption factor, though. There is. I mean, I don't think they're going to say it, though, to the media, but I really do feel like they have something to prove. Um, looking at, you know, I mean, I, I think Marcus, I think this whole secondary is going to have something to prove. I think they're going to have their best game this game. I really do. I feel like they're going to be very, very good in this game. And it may propel us to a victory here. I think that's going to be a big, you know, reason there. Um, another note is that, you know, the Saints are playing in Minnesota and they're going to Minnesota for the third time in 13 months about. I mean, obviously that's, you know, it's a small amount of time to go to a place three times and play. I mean, now we are 0-2 the first time, so hopefully third time's a charm here. I, you know, I really feel like this is, could, could be a turning point game for the season. I mean, obviously we're having a great season, but this could be an emotional win here. Obviously, now look, if we play, you know, bad, that could happen probably too, and we lose on the road, it's going to be tough. But I feel like this is going to be an emotional game. I think the team will come out you know, fiery and ready to win a game. I really feel like, and they're going to win it. You know, obviously we've won it for Drew the last couple of games. This game, I think we're going to win it for, you know, Marcus Williams. And we're going to see that, you know, I think we're going to win another, I think we're going to win a different way this time. I think this is going to be more of a higher scoring game. Maybe not very, very high scoring, but I feel like it's going to be a little more high scoring here in this game. But onto our storylines. Um, you're just looking at it. I mean, obviously, you know, the rematch of the Minnesota Miracle in that divisional football game, that was the best, to me, best playoff game besides the Super Bowl. I think that was the best one. And I think what you're what we're seeing here is that, you know, the Saints were 20 seconds short from being in an NFC Championship game, you know? So I feel like, you know, it's a rematch here. I think they're evenly matched teams. I think the Vikings have got a little worse. You know, we'll get into the injury report a little later, but because that that's going to be huge. You know, the Vikings were coming in very, very healthy in that playoff game, and they're not right now. They're not healthy at all. Saints are relatively healthy, but I feel like that would be a difference. But I feel like third time could be the charm for the Saints here. Now, looking to the injury report. So now we're only going to have Thursday's injury report because, you know, we're recording this, you know, before Friday's came out. But looking at the Saints' injury report, there's not many players on it, which is obviously a really, really good thing. The only player that missed practice was Mitchell Lowen, who's, you know, um, a reserve, you know, in the defensive line. But it looks like Andrews Pete was going to play. Um, Max Unger is now a full participant as well. You know, I think he was limited on Wednesday, but now he's full on Thursday. Also looking at Taylor Stallworth, who missed Sunday's game against the Ravens. He is, you know, full practice, ready to go. And also you got to look at um, Cameron Meredith, who didn't really have a big game against the Ravens. He was limited on on Wednesday, you know, Thursday, he was full practice. Same with Teron Armstead there. And, you know, really, I mean, the only throw that didn't practice was Lowen and then also Jermon Bushrod, who's, you know, obviously not injury-related. You know, obviously still give his, give his
give your prayers to him. You know, he's just such a great guy. And, you know, what happened to him is, you know, just so sad. So, you know, hope he gets better here. Take as much time as he needs here. But then you look at the Vikings, and they have a lot of injuries to key players. So first, um, we'll go right into the offense. We'll start off with they don't have as many on the offense. But one huge one, Dalvin Cook is not playing in this game. They've already ruled him out. They ruled him out basically at the starting practice. That's huge, um, you know. But I feel like our running has been better of late. Obviously, this whole year, our running defense has been really, really good. So I feel like that would have probably been an issue anyways. But then also looking at their offensive line, tackle Riley Reef. Um, you know, he was limited in both practices. So we'll see if he plays, doesn't play. It's going to be probably, you know, a questionable game time decision. I think that's what they're looking at. Also, Limval Joseph, you know, he is probably going to be questionable. He was limited in both practices. So we'll see if he's ready to go too. I mean, losing any of them would probably be a big loss on two starters in the trenches. You know, that's big for us. And we always like to win the trenches. So not having, you know, either or one or if they have both, that's obviously really, really big for them. And also there were five um, Vikings that didn't participate, you know, on Thursdays or Wednesday's practice. And that's Xavier Rhodes, who obviously the cornerback, Mike Thomas played him, you know, a lot. Right now you missed two practices, unless you're playing full Thursday, uh, Friday, excuse me. Um, I don't think he's going to be able to go. Calvin Cook, we know, is out here. And then also, you know, safety Andrew Sandejo, who I believe had a pick in the playoff game. Um, he is, you know, didn't play either two. That's, I think, the same situation as Rhodes. We'll see if he practiced Friday. If he doesn't, I don't think he's going to play either. Anthony Barr doesn't look like he's going to play. And then guard, going back to the guard, he doesn't play. He's, he's didn't practice either. Both of those practices. So I feel like that's going to be a big thing for them. All five of those players are starters. So if they miss all five of those players, I think that's a huge tilt to the Saints' favor. Huge tilt. So I feel like, you know, we're going to see that there. And then there were also four, four full participants, excuse me, and that was Anderson Griffin, um, who is not injury related. He may not play against the Saints either because just, you know, he was out for a long time. You know, so getting him back in the swing of things is going to be tough because he had the um, issues, not injury related. Um, also, that's really it there. So I feel like, you know, they have a lot of injuries. That's going to be a huge factor, you know. If they don't have any of these guys go, I mean, that's like eight starters. You're missing eight starters. You're not going to be as good as you used to be for sure. And I feel like the Saints are going to take full advantage of that. So I feel like that's really, really big there. Also, looking at, you know, just another big storyline. how the Saints played in the fourth quarter in this whole year. Obviously, also dated back to, you know, the, the fourth quarter in the um, Vikings game as well. Great quarters. I mean, they've put up the most points in the fourth quarter. I believe it's 88 points. That's the most any team has ever scored, you know, in the league this year. And I feel like um, also looking at it, very, very clutch moments. Um, and you got to give that to Drew Brees. You know, I mean, look, obviously Kamara's made some clutch runs. Same with Mike Thomas making some big catches. But I feel like Brees has been the guy that's been able to really, you know, manage a team, rally a team, and get them to come back and win a game or, you know, lengthen a lead in the fourth quarter. And I feel like, you know, this is going to be huge this week, especially because I think they're going to play a close game. And if they can pull away in the fourth quarter, I think that would be really, really big there. Also, you know, you got to look at the Saints' road success, which is, you know, pretty crazy that we're 3-0 right now on the road. And, you know, we have one more road game and then we have a home game and then we go back on the road against the Bengals. So I feel like, you know, if the Saints could win this game, that means they'd be 4-0 on the road. And that's halfway to be 4-0 still at this point. That'd be amazing. You'll take four wins on the season, you know, on the road. Especially because then you can go, you know, you're 6-2, 7-1, get your 11-5, 10-6, and make the playoffs. So if this team, you know, they're, they're starting off 
porno. That means, you know, you're primed for a pretty, you know, good road record, especially when they have some, I feel like, easier road games coming up after, you know, even the Bengals are a hard one, but even looking at, you know, they play the Bucks again, which I feel like will be a little easier, and I think the Saints will be ready to play that game. Also, you got to look at the Cowboys, who are just, or I don't think of the cal- caliber of, like, the Vikings or Ravens or even the Bengals. So I feel like that's going to be really, really big there. But if they can keep playing good on the road, and that's obviously been a big, you know, part to Sean Payton, the way he's got his team ready to play. They've been able to run the ball. They've been able to play good defense on the road. And that's been really, really big there. But now on to our position preview here and you know first we'll start with the QB and I mean look the Vikings they do not have a bad QB Kirk Cousins I mean I'll, we'll get into him a little later but first Drew Brees I mean obviously he, I'll take Drew Brees 100% of the time I'll probably take him basically in every QB maybe Brady you know besides him everyone on our schedule this year I'm taking Brees he is playing like the MVP of the year for sure. I mean, most valuable player for sure. I mean, looking at him, he's played with the best QB uh, rating, or he's like second on there. Best quarterback um, completion percentage. He has the best passer rating. Obviously, these are big stats. I mean, he's looked per game. Got to look at yards per game. He's very, very high on that. I believe he's top three. And also because he didn't play a um, you know a game that a lot of players play because they because he he had a bye week they didn't. So um, you know you can't look at overall stats. They're going to be a little higher on there. But I feel like he's definitely played. You know, especially if the Saints keep on winning, he's played like the best QB by far. He's having his best season of his career. I feel or one of the best seasons of his career. And he's channeling it back to when you know 2009, 2011, when he was just throwing all over the place. Now look, he's doing it in different ways, but he's still doing it, putting up really good stats and winning the same football games. That's obviously really, really big there. Looking at Kirk Cousins and the Vikings situation here now, I know Case Keenum, who was our quarterback last year, has not played good with the Broncos, but how much better is Kirk Cousins than um, Case Keenum, and how much more money did Kirk Cousins get? You know, I feel like that's going to hurt. I think that hurt him, and I think it's still hurting him here because they really couldn't get any depth. They couldn't get, you know, any really big upgrades because they were getting Kirk Cousins. And, you know, when you have now Cousins, that's, I mean, how much better is he, as I said, from Keenum? I don't think it's that much. You know, I mean, he got a ton of money, and Keenum didn't get as much. And I feel like he's hasn't he's played good, but I feel like, you know, how much better did he play than Keenum last year? Probably not that much better. I think it's more of a system QB here. So I feel like he's good, and he's played really, really good this year. But Breeze is definitely the superior quarterback. And I don't. I think it's, he's kind of hurting their team compared to Keenum because they would be able to spend more money there. Looking at the skill position players, I'm going to go Saints as well. They have pretty good skill position players. They have the best wide receiver duo in the league, I feel, with Stephon Diggs and Thielen. But without Dalvin Cook, I feel like you know they're really severely lacking in the running game. I feel like Latavius Murray, he's actually played really, really good this year. Five yards of carry, been good and all. But, I mean, he's not, I don't think, going to be a big problem for the Saints to stop him here. And if they make this, you know, the Vikings one-dimensional here, I mean, I don't think Thielen, he's having an amazing season, career year. Probably been one of the better receivers in the league. But I don't think that he's going to do very, very good against Lattimore. Because I think they'll put him one-on-one with Lattimore. I think Diggs has a chance to go off, you know, as he did in that game, in the divisional round game. But um, I feel like Thielen's not going to have a, that good of a game. And then really beyond, your two receivers don't really have much there. So I feel like, you know, you're looking at Kamara, you're looking at Ingram. They're much better than their running backs. Mike Thomas, I feel like, is the best uh, wide receiver out of that group of you know wide receivers. So, I mean, that's going to be really big. Also, Ben Watson played really good of late. And also, you know, it looks like Traquan Smith's slowly coming on to be the Saints' number two wide receiver there. Now, looking at O-line, 
I mean, Saints, I think they have the best O-line in the league, so I'm going to pick them here as well. I mean, it's not like they have a bad, um, you know, O-line here, the Vikings, because, you know, it looked, Tom Compton's not a bad player. I'm looking at Rashad Hill at, you know, right tackle. They're not bad players. Riley Reef's their left tackle, and now he's doubtful on, you know, ESPN. They're putting him as doubtful. So if he doesn't play, I think that's a huge advantage to the Saints. You know, put Cam Jordan there, let, you know, pin his ears back and let him, you know, play really good. I think the Saints' defensive line is going to have to, you know, um, capitalize that if, you know, Reeves doesn't play. But looking at, you know, Eflin's pretty good center. They're not bad, but I feel like the Saints have a better line. I feel like, you know, especially now Pete's playing, you know, Armstead will play. You know, Max Unger is now full participant in practice. Looking at Walford, who's going to have that back injury the whole year, but it didn't look like it hurt him. He had a good week last week. And then also looking at Ryan Ramchick, who's been just been a rock there. He's played really, really good. So, I mean, you know, got to give us the edge there. Defensive line. So, here's the thing. I feel like the Saints, they kind of regressed last week from the defensive line. And not like Cam Jordan played better, but I feel like the line as a whole didn't play that good looking at, you know, rankings. They stopped the run really good. Davenport didn't really do anything, so you know I think it's something to watch out for. But I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I mean, the Vikings, looking at, they've been very good, you know, especially at stopping the run. But you know they've been able to rush the pass pretty well. And now with Everson Griffin, if he plays, that's gonna be really big for them because now they'll be able to rush the pass for a little more. But just looking at it, you know, they need Joseph probably to play. That would be huge stopping the run. Sheldon Richardson has been really good at stopping the run, so you gotta give it to him there. Um, Daniel Hunter hasn't been really that good in Griffin. You know, his, his relief. Same with. Stephen Weatherly, but um, looking at that, I'd be very, you know, people are saying that, you know, his Griffin may not play. So, I mean, even though he's a full participant, you know, being out for that time, you know, you're definitely, you know, conditioning's not the same. So, I feel like that's going to be probably an issue for him. Maybe he'll play a little bit. Um, you know, looking at the linebackers, you now they have an amazing linebacker core. You know, looking at it from, you know, Eric Hendricks, Anthony Barr. Those are some really good players. Anthony Barr may not play. You know, he hasn't practiced either day. So, if he doesn't play... Um, I feel like the Saints have the edge there. If Barr does play, I feel like the Vikings have the edge. So we'll see there. Um, I, the Saints have played so good against the run and against tight ends and really against running backs. And that's all because of this the linebacking core. They've been the best, um, really the best group that the Saints have had you know, on the defense right now. The way DeMario Davis is playing, he's looking like a Pro Bowl you know, linebacker, playing amazing. The way he flies around to tackle guys and sack guys, he's making big plays there, tackle for losses. Um, you know, you got to look at you know, um, A.J. Klein, who a lot of people were making fun of him. A lot of people don't like him. He's played very, very solid this year. He's had a good year, and I think that you know he's getting really been playing progressively better. So you gotta look at that being good. Um, also, Manti Teo came back, played a really good week last week, and then also I like the way Al Anzalone is playing. He's playing pretty good as well too. So I feel like it's a more. I feel like the Saints have definitely a more have more depth in that group, excuse me, but I feel like, you know, if, you know, Barr plays, he's a, he's a complete difference maker, he's, you know, I think one of the better middle linebackers in the whole league, he's up there with Keekly and guys like that, you know, I think he's a very, very good player there, and then looking at, you know, the cornerbacks, now this is an interesting one, last year, this group was, you know, the best in football, and they were playing really, really good with the Vikings, I mean, you know, they have a star started with Zendejo, Harrison Smith is really good, looking at, you know, Xavier Rhodes, Trey Waynes, you know, the same guys as last year, no one really different here, but um, looking at it, they've played bad. You know, they haven't played good this year. Sendejo, you know, hasn't, you know, missed both practices. So if he doesn't play, that's one of your safeties you've gone. He's, I think, is the better safety. Harrison Smith, obviously, really good too, but Sendejo, I think, is, you know, he brings the wood, he brings the mentality. Now, Smith gets a lot of interceptions. He, he had a pick against the Saints, I believe, in that divisional game. So he's a good player, but I feel like it's going to be interesting to see him. Xavier Rhodes, I feel like Mike Thomas, you know, going one on one, that's going to be an amazing matchup if Rhodes plays. 
I mean, Rhodes hasn't played both games, so that could be really, really big there. But I feel like, you know, if he didn't play any practice, he's not going to play. So I guess we'll see what on Friday. But, you know, I think that's what we're looking at here. I mean, and then the Saints, they just got Eli Apple. If Eli Apple plays, and then you have, yeah, you got, you, Lattimore has been really good. You know, Von Bell's having a career year right now. You know, can they be better than the Vikings? Yeah. I'm going to just put it, they've both been playing really bad. I think the Vikings have more of a star power, so I'm, you know, kind of got to give it to them there. But I feel like very, very close there. I feel like the whole defense, the Vikings haven't had a good defense. The whole, the whole teams are very evenly matched, and I feel like the Saints have a little edge in a lot of play, a couple of places there. And also looking at coaching special teams, um, I feel like the Saints have the edge here. Um, the way Sean Payton has been able to coach these last couple of weeks have been one of the best coaching weeks he's had, you know, in a very, very long time, at least since that, you know, 2011, 2009. You know, very, very strong coaching weeks. Um, looking at the special teams has been amazing. The way Taysom Hill has been able to play. Will Lutz has been very, very solid. You know, Thomas Moore said a punting ball has been good. You know, Justin Hardy looks like, you know, one of the special teams players of the year. All this stuff, you know, amounts to having one of the best, you know, special teams unit in the game here. And I feel like that, you know, the Saints have the edge there. I mean, it's not like they don't, the Vikings always have trouble kicking it. And it's continued this year with their kicker, Dan Bailey. And, you know, their punter, Matt Wilde, is not really anything, you know, really a no-name player here. You know, no one really at the kick return punt return the Saints have a clear advantage there I mean coaching you know, look, they don't have a bad coach he's actually I think a very very good coach in Mike Zimmer but I feel like you know I Sean Payton's better I feel you know you know Sean Payton is the ring I feel like he's a better play caller I feel like you know he's just I mean, just I think a step above you gotta look at how many years Sean Payton's coach compared to Zimmer I mean you know he's better there so I feel like that will really wrap it up for our per group preview and now just to our you know our projected score here I'm gonna go 24-21 Saints in a very, very close game, but I think the Saints get their redemption. And as I said on the Who Die NYC podcast, I think it's going to come down to, you know, the Vikings driving in the red zone and who else but Marcus Williams is going to get the game-winning pick. You heard it here first, guys. I mean, I just feel like, you know, you know Marcus Williams, I think he's going to have a big game, and I think he's going to be a reason the Saints win. I feel like there's the Saints secondary is going to play very, very good against a very, very high-powered, high-octane Vikings offense, and I feel like the Saints are going to gut this one out and get a win here. I had them winning here on my, you know, season preview, and I'm going to stick with that. I feel like I've seen more from the Saints really at this point then I think this team's a better team than last year I feel like they found other ways to win that's obviously really really big I feel like this team is more battle tested you know and I feel like now I feel like we control the um the trenches much better this year than we did last year but I feel like you know that's what we're looking at there and I feel like you know I'm just looking at it I mean this could be look I think last week was helping a turning point I think this week can be another big turning point. Keep that momentum going. Could be really, really big for this team. So now on to our Houdat Nation fan questions. And we got a lot of questions this week. As our last episode on Monday was, you know, our highest viewed episode, you know, to date, obviously, over a thousand views. Just to think that, you know, my podcast gets over a thousand views for even one episode. That's just, it's just amazing. But um, on to our first question. Our first question is from... Hudat231341 on Podomatic, and he asks, um, what are the things to look forward as the deadline approaches to? Um, so I feel like, look, the things that I would look for and look what this team's going to do, I feel like they got their cornerback in the eye apple. That's obviously really, really big there. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Saints got you know a veteran wide receiver because Gin's on IR. So, I mean, look, it's not going to be a big trade, but I feel like maybe a small trade to get a player. Someone was saying, like, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think Larry Fitzgerald will come to this team, but I feel like a player, that veteran receiver, that, you know, in big moments is going to make pretty good plays. So think of, like, a Ted Ginn-type player, veteran, that can make big plays in big moments, and I feel like that's what we're going to look for 
forward. They're, I mean, looking at anything else this team can get, I don't think they're going to want to get a big player just to mess up the chemistry. I don't think they're going to do that. And, you know, Mickey Loomis is not even known for making, you know, trades at the trade deadline. So, you know, we'll see here, but I feel like, you know, I think that's what we're looking at there. So now on to our next question by, you know, Hudat 391341, excuse me. And he said, you know, you know, with this daunting stretch in these next two games, do you think this team will show its true colors? I feel like it is. You know, I feel like looking at the first game, you know, we won that. But now ne- next two games are going to be even bigger. And I think this team is showing their true heart, their true colors. And it's a team that's, you know, they're going to find ways to win. They're playing really good in the fourth quarter so far. And I think that, you know, we are finding our true identity to this team every week. So I feel like that's really big there. Um, on to, you know, our next question by Saints fan 23 And he asked, is this team a serious Super Bowl contender? And I'm going to say yes. This, to me, this team is the biggest team to, you know, beat the Rams. You know, they're undefeated. Next week, that's going to be a crazy game. And I think that's going to be a game that the Rams circle. They're like, you know, if we're going to go undefeated, we're going to have to win this game for sure. And um, I think it's going to be a game that's going to be hard for the Rams to win. But I think we'll see it coming up. But, yeah, I feel like we are. I think we're ready. I think we're battle-tested. And I think, you know, Sean Payton knows. This is this is a year, and we are shot. You know, look, this team has the, you know, all the ingredients to be an amazing team. One of the best in the league. And I feel like right now it's playing as one of the best in the league. They're one of, you know, three teams to have only one loss or less. That's obviously really, really big there. And I feel like this team, I mean, look, they've beaten some good teams already. And I feel like during this stretch, we'll see if they can beat some more good teams. So I feel like we'll see what we got there. So now on to our next question from Domegoer9. He has, will a banged up Minnesota team help us? And I feel like, yeah, I mean, he's just looking at it. Yeah, if they're hurt, it's going to be much better for us. And I think that's just, you know, pretty simple. They have a lot of starters that may be out, and we're gonna. I know Sean Payton's gonna, you know, attack the, you know, substitutions, and we're probably gonna have some positive plays because of that. And I feel like, you know, also look when you have a lot of guys injured on your team, your morale is just not as good. I mean, look at the the Falcons, who have a, you know, a lot of talent on that team, but they're only three and four because of a lot of injuries. Now that's obviously one of many reasons why they're three and four. You know, they haven't been able to close out a lot of games, but you know that that's really what it is. When you have a lot of injuries, your morale gets lower, and that's gonna be bad for the Vikings. So now on to our next question by Saints fan since 83 and he said do you think we need a player or another cornerback added to Apple you know especially the way you know Crawley or you know PJ Williams are playing what do you think here and I'm gonna say that no they're not gonna get another cornerback you know look they could potentially add another one and then put Eli Apple in the slot but I just don't I don't see that um I don't think there's a need to do that and I think that you know we could be uh, you know, a very good team without, you know, of that stud, you know, Patrick Peterson. And I don't think we needed a Patrick Peterson. And the Saints, in these last couple of years, they haven't got the studs. They haven't got the stars. And they they haven't needed them. You know, they haven't. They've drafted them. And I think they're building around that with complementary players. And I think that continued with the Eli Apple trade. I mean, we've missed out on a couple of stars. Maybe it was the best for us. So I feel like now, you know, we're going to look to try to get, you know, complementary players to help this team win, you know, now. And look... With stars come egos. That's another thing. So, I mean, complimentary players. And you have other stars that are good stars that don't have egos. That's the best you can do here. Sometimes adding all the stars is not the best there. So, our next question was from Hudat92343. And he asked, you know, do you think Eli Apple was the right move? And yes, I do. Um, Look, as much as I would love Patrick Peterson, I feel like Apple, he does what we need right now. He's going to still replace Ken Crawley or PJ Williams and do it with flying colors. And be, to me, I think he's twice as better. Right now, look at Pro Football Focus. He is, like, in the 30 range. I think he's, like, 30 out of, like, whatever, how many quarterbacks are in the league. Um, I think, you know, Crawley's, like, in 80th. And, you know, 
um, PJ Williams, excuse me, is not much ahead of him, but I feel like that's, you know, big there. Um, also, you know, from Hudat, 23-43-13, he has where would Apple play? Um, it seems like the Saints are going to play him on the outside. Um, that, that's what it seems like it's going to be. They're going to play him on the boundary. He's a better, I think, on the boundary, but he could also move inside if we need him be later in the season. And then our final question from Hudat, 41-23-13, and he has... Um, do you think the team actually thinks this isn't a revenge game? And I'm going to say this team thinks it's a revenge game and they're not saying it to the media. This team, you know, was really saying that the Vikings took, you know, a chance of the Super Bowl away from this team. Um, and I think that, you know, this team's really not happy about that. And I think that they're going to come in and they're going to play like we have something to play for. We have something to avenge here. And I think they do think it's a revenge game. I really do think that. Um, they haven't said it, but I really, really do think that Marcus Williams is going to want to shine. I think that looking at, you know, Lattimore, the whole, you know, secondary they got embarrassed and they want to shine there and then also looking at the offense you know they had a bad first half in that game and I think they're just going to want to have a full you know end-to-end really really good game here and I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints surprised a lot of people and won by a lot but um I think it's gonna be very very close but I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know especially if a lot of injuries could help the Saints do that and you know I feel like this game is just it's, it's a big game for us you know especially on the road Minnesota I have I just winning this game one of the road games we had I had us winning early in the season I thought it was gonna be a totally turning point for us when I projected you know this same season and I feel like this would be a big game for us to win there so with all that said I think it's time to wrap up this podcast so you know if you enjoy this podcast you know please follow us on Twitter at the Hoot at this on Instagram at Hoot at discussion on Podomatic at the Hoot at discussion and then also subscribe to our YouTube subscribe to our Google Play, subscribe to our iTunes, subscribe to our Spotify on there. We are at the Who That Discussion. And then please, you know, leave comments, leave reviews, you know, rate us. It's just really big to see, you know, how we're doing, what we're doing good, what we need to improve on that. Just be really, really big there. And then also, you know, at the end of the Who That and NYC podcast, we talked about how to expand this podcast because, you know, look, I think it's time to maybe do a little expanding here. You know, we're obviously past now 25 episodes. That's obviously a really, really big feat, you know, for us. So, you know, where do this podcast going to go now? next i'm thinking of a couple of ideas and i think i'll put up a poll on twitter see what people think so i'm thinking like a couple of things here first a live episode that could be a good you know way to get fans on here you could ask me live questions you know we could either do it from periscope or from you know youtube live stuff like that i feel like that could be good there if you just maybe like we'll do it like sunday at like you know 11 eastern time to see you know just like right before the game you know see see what we can you know see how many people we can get on and you know talk some saints football that'd be cool also maybe like an article a week um if you know writing an article you know either about a, pl- a certain play or a player or you know the game coming up it won't be a preview or anything but it would be more of like an editorial piece on where we're going that's also an option you know look how to create a more more of a website for the podcast then and then you know look write articles on there if you guys you know like reading articles and stuff and you want maybe you know player evaluation stuff like that 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 would go in there it wouldn't be like previews to games but it'd be you know more player you know evaluations and stuff like that or, you know, more of the third thing would be doing like a film study or stuff like that where, you know, we can just break down a play on a YouTube video or something like that. I can also do that too. I'm really adding down to those three things there. And we'll see how we can get in the future to have like, you know, you know, not just a podcast, have a little more, maybe have, you know, a different show or two because I feel like, you know, this is, podcast has done really great so far and I'm really hoping just to expand a little bit and, you know, get more of a, you know, following. That's all we want to do. So, you know, 
more episodes we put out, more, you know, um, types of, you know, of segments we do, you know, more people are going to see it and, you know, it's going to say more. And also I get to talk to more Saints fans, which I really want to do. You know, that's my goal here. Talk to Saints fans. And that's just obviously a really, really big thing. How many Saints fans, you know, I talk, was talking to, you know, this week, cause last episode was amazing. The last couple of weeks, really since, you know, my trip to New Orleans, you know, this podcast has been, you know, blowing up right now. Really some great stuff. I love talking to everyone. And it's just, you know, it's been a blessing, you know, to talk to everyone. Obviously the Saints are doing really good as well. That's obviously helping just, you know, the, the, this team's doing good this year when I start the podcast. It's just amazing stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of teams, they have letdowns after they have a good season. But right now, we're 5-1, looking really good. And, you know, now on to Minnesota. You know, I think we're flying out there probably tomorrow or maybe late tonight, but probably tomorrow. And then, you know, we're going to play, you know, in the in Minnesota and try to get a win there. I think that will be really, really big time to, you know, avenge a loss. And I think that's going to be really, really big there. So with all that said, I wanted to say thank you. Prove them right and who that.